into the area. Janček, stab through, chance, shot, goal! Full stop! Unbelievable scenes at the end for the derby! Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club. I am Laurie Dunsire. For the last time in 2021, joined by Mark Donaldson. Laurie, how are you? I'm good. I'm slightly more nervous than normal. Why? Because I'm usually the one who's prepared everything and has surprises in store for you and and our other host but this week the the tables have turned slightly mm, we've got a big quiz coming up i wonder of all the achievements that ryan mcgowan has had in his career if he's ever been as nervous even before the cup final in 2012 <laughs> as he is right now ahead of this big quiz against laurie dunsire in today's final episode of 2021 ryan how nervous are you I might not be as nervous as that, but I'm very excited. I've, if I can win this, it's going to be massive for, mm. for myself. I think I'm a strong underdog, but um, I feel like the pressure might just get to him. So that's what I'm banking on. Okay, so, so, so the quiz um, for you lovely listeners is based on Laurie Dunsire's commentary career with hearts and questions on that compared with Ryan McGowan's career at hearts and questions on that. So you should both, in theory, get maximum points, yes? Uh, <laughs> possibly. In theory, yes. Theory. <laughs> theory. <laughs> hearts in theory should have beaten Brora Rangers, but oh, it doesn't let's always happen. There. That wound was nearly healed. It never will be <laughs> totally healed, but still too soon. It's still too soon. Indeed. So we'll, we'll get to the quiz, at which point I'll hand the the reins over to Mark, but before then we will talk about uh, Hart's final game of the year, which was against Ross County on Boxing Day, and we'll maybe touch upon some of the highlights of 2021 as well. Okay, let's get started with Hart and Midlothian against Ross County, which took place on Sunday just past Boxing Day, and it was a very eerie one. Uh, this game, Mark, you know, before we get into team and what happened during the match, but <laughs> we talked about it very briefly last week, uh, sort of before and after our chat with Henry Smith, but <laughs> going back to no fans almost feels worse than when we had no fans to begin with somehow, because we kind of felt like we'd put that phase behind us. It just felt, I don't know, mm. there was a really... I don't know, a, a really dark feeling about it. I can feel everyone was so disappointed to be back in that situation again. It's like turning the clock back to times that we'd hoped we didn't have to remember again and, and go through again. But you've, you've got to get on with it. It was a, a kind of one and done after all the, first of all, the politicians saying behind closed doors, 
and then the SPL bringing forward the winter break. And it, it was horrible. It, it was horrible. Tynecastle is a brilliant stadium. It, it always will be, but it's nowhere near the same without the fans. And um, yeah, Ryan and I are, are more than willing to to talk about 73 minutes of action. Aren't we, Ryan? Um, certain 17 <laughs> minutes of action. You might be on your own, Dunsar, because none of us on Hearts TV have got a clue what happened. Yeah, it would have been good to watch the whole match, but... It would be nice, yeah. yeah. Yes. It's your fault, Dunsar, isn't it? I mean, the, the number of people messaging you saying, come on, sort it out. You're trying to commentate on a game at the same yeah, time. I accidentally yanked the cable out with my foot, um, which, have, <laughs> which has happened before, but um, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have affected pictures. It's happened before for sound. But anyway, let's 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 not get into that. We'll save that one for the um, Hearts complaints team, Hearts TV technical support team. In terms of the match, Hearts were missing Cami Devlin, obviously through suspension. Uh, Benny Beningame was still out. Liam Boyce was out again with a calf injury. Stephen Kingsley was only fit enough for the bench, which was probably a surprise for some that he, he even made that after the injury against Dundee. And there was some players missing uh, with COVID as well. Uh, 17-year-old Liam McFarlane, a goalkeeper, was on the bench for this one. So a few, a few changes. So three changes in terms of the starting 11. Kingsley, Devlin and Gary Mackay Stephen dropped out. Cochran, Smith and McInef came in. And maybe slight surprise that Michael Smith actually got brought into a central midfield role, mm. albeit he has covered there before. So Gordon and Goals, Suter right side of the back three, Cochran left, Halkett in the centre, Harring and Smith in the middle of midfield. Halliday and Taylor Moore, the wing backs, and Barry Mackay and Aaron McInef supporting Ben Woodburn. So the sort of two number tens behind a number ten. Mm. Uh, interesting starting <laughs> lineup. Uh, I think a few eyebrows raised, maybe a few concerns in terms of no voice again. Woodburn hadn't been, um, you know, showing much when he'd been playing recently. Uh, Smith back in the midfield, obviously missing. Devlin and Beningame had been our kind of strongest central pairing for a lot of this season. But you have to say, first half for for what you saw, you saw most of it. <laughs> Hearts are very strong. They started mm-hmm. the game really well. You know, looking for first back-to-back wins in actually almost three months, and the energy was superb in the first half. I thought Smith in the middle was great. Haring given that composure that he does, he's starting to look more and more like his old self. And the big positive for me was was Ben Woodburn. Yeah, yeah. Looking at it now, compared to looking at it when the, the, the lineup was announced, it, it was like you could say to five of them or four of them, take a step to your left. So that would mean Cochrane at left wing back, Halkett, Suter and Moore in centre, and then Michael Smith take a step to your right. And that would mean Andy Halliday alongside Haring. I was concerned about the legs there, certainly um, not middle to front. There was pace there, but where were the goals coming from? But defensively, it was one of these, I just think you wanted to move the ball about quicker. It was a, a, a game against a Ross County side that are that are all right, but they're limited. Um, the, you could get at them, and, and I thought the first half was fine. I thought I thought we played some good stuff from, from what we saw. Um, just the, the the second half, and we'll speak about that later. The way that we ended the game was 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 disappointing. Um, again, with the, the substitutes that that were made that, that we'll talk about, 
were they the right ones? Were we left hanging on? I think what it shows ultimately is we've got a decent enough squad, but it's not a strong enough squad to carry us through when we get issues. So no Liam Boyce, um, the calf problem. Woodburn through the middle, scored a good goal. I thought his his energy, that, that's more like it. his effort, his energy was was decent. No, Jamie Walker was an interesting one, I thought, Laurie. Um, given his cameo at Dundee, was was very good. But McInef preferred there. Barry Mackay was obviously going to keep his place. Still not convinced by Andy Halliday. Um, but again, we were 2-0 up at half-time, and I thought it was a good first-half display. Yeah, up against the Ross County side, who'd only in the last nine matches lost to Rangers and Celtic. And it's a team that Hearts have really struggled against at home for whatever reason, uh, without a win in five home matches against them. They hadn't scored in the last four games at Tynecastle against County, but started very well in, in less than sort of three minutes, managed to, to find themselves ahead. And Ryan, this goal kind of, I guess, summed up the first half from Hearts. And I don't know if it's because you've got a lot of players with maybe a point to prove, trying to still stake their place. Aaron McInef, Ben Woodburn, uh, Michael Smith just coming back in, but really good pressing, which led to, to ultimately the goal from Michael Smith. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's what, oh, I think when you think of Tynecastle and you think of successful Hearts teams years gone by is that high press and that putting teams under pressure in the first half an hour of a game at Tynecastle. And I think that was really important, especially with the no crowd at the weekend, that Hearts got off to a good start and, and did, you know, that it would have been pretty easy for them just to sort of slump in and, and you know, not start the game with such a high tempo and, that probably impressed me the most was that the, you know, the style of play that we wanted to play and, and how aggressive we were in our pressing. And um, it just goes to show that you get that reward with, you know, the sort of break of the ball. And, and then not only that, it's Smith as a centre midfielder breaking that line and getting into the box. And it was a, a really clever finish in the, in the end. Yeah. Excellent finish by Smith for his second of the season. John Suter, could have added a couple of goals. He hit the woodwork twice. Hearts really on top in that half. Aaron McInef had a couple of chances. And Michael Smith could, could have scored again. Bit of a, a toe bash, if you want to call it that, after some nice work with Aaron McInef. But the second ultimately came with four minutes to go in the first half. It's a, a long ball from Haring. Um, I'll get maybe your thoughts on whether it's a great ball or it's bad defending. But either way, um, Harry Clark, the Ross County centre-back, lost it in the air. But it's a wonderful touch from Ben Woodburn, who then takes the ball inside. And it's a very lucky goal in terms of the final shot, which takes a massive deflection and, and wrong foots the goalkeeper. But I think Ben Woodburn, if you look at the two goals, Mark, his lovely little nutmeg in the build-up to the first one before Adam McInef's shot was saved, and then that touch inside uh, to open up the space for the shot, that's kind of what we thought we were getting when we first got Ben Woodburn from Liverpool, but what we haven't seen most of the time we've been seeing him playing. Yeah, we wondered when he scored two against Dundee United at the beginning of November, would that be the opportunity now to to kick on? But he didn't get another goal until that against Ross County. I thought it was a beautiful ball from Peter Haring. And, and to see Peter Haring play the way he's playing, and I, I was absolutely delighted with a couple of things. One, that Stevie was there in the director's box. And two, mm -hmm. that Stevie picked Peter Haring as the man of the match. Now, Stevie is someone who's been featured on the Hearts account, the social media accounts. Um, and 
he got it spot on. Uh, the, the the ball from Peter Haring was was fantastic. But his all-round game, he's he's what we used to have and what we missed when, when he was out, Ryan, isn't he, Peter yeah. Haring? He's, he's a very, very good footballer, isn't he? And um, I think you've, we've probably, with his such a long injury, you, you sometimes forget how well or how good of a player he was. Um, and that's definitely, you know, that central midfield role now with the players that we've got is becoming a real sort of stronghold of, of the team, isn't it? You know, it's who you're going to leave out when Benny's back, Cammy's back, you know, um, I thought the combination of him and Smith worked really well at the weekend as well. And and just goes to show you what a good player um, Smith is as well, that he can just sort of, he seems to be able to move into any position um, and, and do a really, really good job mm-hmm. there. You know, whether it's yeah. right back, can go into centre back, can play the wing back role, can play centre mid. It's, it's just... Um, We'll probably touch on it later on, but it just shows you such a good job that the recruitment team's brought in that all of these players that are coming in are doing a job. Um, uh, the competition for places is at a, probably an all-time high or as, as high as it has been for a long, long time. And, and that's what you need at a club like Hearts. You need to be, you know, we're sitting third by five points, but there's no players in there, bar maybe four or five, that are guaranteed to start every week. And that's what you want from a competitive squad. Indeed. Uh, when we get into the second half, I want to just I'll quote Robbie Nielsen, who said, uh, this is after the game, if you'd asked me a week ago, I would have said, let's just play these games. But having endured that second half, the flatness of it, we need the fans here. If you score mm-hmm. after four minutes at Tynecastle, the place is rocking and the energy carries you through the whole game. Even if you lose a goal at 2-1, the energy comes again, but it was just flat. Uh, so, I mean, the second half... Summed up really with that. I mean, it never got going at the start of it. It was disjointed. Neither side really taking the game by the scruff of the neck, and that kind of kept giving Ross County the incentive because at halftime it could have easily been three or four to Hearts, and the game would have been yep. dead and buried. Two 0 They're in with a chance, and to be fair to them, I thought a few of their players um, caused Hearts some problems. I thought especially <clears throat> Joseph Hungbo and Reagan Charles Cook were excellent, and it was. Uh, Hungbo who showed some nice feet and was direct from the right and cut back to Jordan White with 18 minutes to go pulled the goal back and that's when the nerves start setting in because whether you've dominated a game and could have scored 7 or 8, if you're only 2-0 up and you can see the goal, that's when things get edgy and that's what happened and you know Ross County could easily then have, have stolen a point I mean, do you think the lack of fans did play a huge part in that? I don't think it was the main thing Laurie, uh, a couple of things. I think Hearts played better in the 17 minutes we didn't see in the first half than they did in the last <laughs> 17 minutes that we did see <laughs> in the second half. And we are indebted to one of the Ross County, and I think you nailed it in commentary, one of the Ross County defenders or players actually kept the ball out of the Hearts net right at the end in stoppage time from his own from his own player. Um, so Connor Randall could have scored against... Connor- Against Hearts, yeah. So, fans wasn't ideal, um, but like Ross County play in front of just a few thousand, and you, you should be good enough to kick on from from two 0 to see off the game or see out the game and extend your lead. And, and Hearts didn't, and they brought it on themselves at the end. I, I think it was more the change of of um, I don't know if it was as much a change of shape, but with Kingsley coming on for Halkett. I think it showed how much we miss Halkett because he really is the glue that, that kind of bonds everything 
together at the back. And then Jamie came on and didn't really do as much as we would have liked um, for Aaron McInef. And we just got deeper and deeper. And I, I understand that. I actually like the boy Hungbo. I thought he was he started slowly, but he's a player they've got on loan from Watford. Mm-hmm. He played a couple of times on in the championship. And he's just a, a young kid, like a few of them are. We've got a few on loan from, from down south. And... Uh, it's easy to look at players because you could have looked at that Ross County team sheet beforehand. I'm sure a lot of people did. I certainly did and go, nope, never heard of him or him or him and surely Hearts win this. That's that's on us. That's a lack of education of, of kind of not knowing about certain players. When you take a look at some of the players that are, are coming north, these are kids that, that want to go back down south and say to the manager, look, I've, I've done a job up there, so I, I want an opportunity at whatever club that I'm in. And Watford are now in the Premier League. Uh, albeit thumped by West Ham earlier today. So there might be opportunities for for players like that. And still, we should have had enough um, in that second half not to be clinging on at the end. And, and that, was a, that was a disappointment. And it was more relief than, than kind of joy at the final whistle that, that we got three points because it did put an end to what I would consider a, a half campaign that is probably beyond anybody's expectations to get 36 points from, from 20 games. And the, the I think we've had a month's worth of these games and that we'll not look back at them at the end of the season and dissect them like we do every week because it's the last game that we played. We look back at them and go, oh, we beat them 2-1 or we won 1-0 at Dundee. These are the games that you have to win, especially with Motherwell winning and Hibs winning at Dundee United. 36 points from 20 games is a fantastic uh, amount of points from more than half of the season because that's us now into the the second half of the season, isn't it, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And even the way it is, I think it's five points clear. Yep. Yeah, well, uh, well, nearly six, but in essence, six, given the, the, a plus 13 better goal difference than Motherwell. Yeah, I think if it, everyone would have taken bitten your hand off for that at sure. the start of the season. And um, yeah, a lot of that goes down to, to Robbie and the, and the boys to to put ourselves in that situation. And, and like you said, at the end of the season, when you look back, it was... It'd be the points tally, and, and these are the games that, you know, even at possibly at the start of the season, I remember when we were going through those, remember when we had to mark the scores and there was a few mm-hmm. disappointing results in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the games where you just go, right, we just got three points. It, we won't look back on these and go, oh, yeah, but the second half they batted us or we were lucky. They're the games that when you want to finish third and you want to be successful, that you just have to get it, roll the sleeves up, get the job done and and move on and... Um, yeah, I think Andy Halliday mentioned it afterwards. It's, it's the last couple of results that you know Hearts have sort of won ugly or held on to those points, and and that's yeah. what you need them to get to to be successful. Ryan, uh, do you think this is? I know my opinion on this that in the end, although we'd want football to be getting played and we want fans to be there, has the early break maybe come at a good time for Hearts because? Benny Beningame is still out. Liam Boyce is struggling with a calf injury. Obviously, Kingsley's been struggling. Um, the Hearts lost Halkett. We don't know what the seriousness of that might be. You know, a game against St. Johnson would have potentially been coming up at the time of recording tomorrow on Wednesday, followed by another game after against a Hibs side who've got that new manager bounce. Is it possibly a good thing that Hearts have maybe got a three-week break and have a chance to maybe get some players back fit and also get some reinforcements in, in terms of, for instance, an attack? Yeah, I think so. I think if you're looking at it like that, it's definitely, it gives the, gives the boys a chance, like you mentioned, to get over those injuries. Or there's probably boys that are 
waiting for the winter break to come, whether that's, you know, five, six, seven days off just to let the body reset and get sort of all those little niggling injuries away. And, and like you said, I think the reinforcements is a big one. If we can get a, a proper striker in to complement or to challenge Boyce, I think that would definitely make this squad a lot stronger than it, than it is. And um, yeah. And I also think with the fan situation, like Robbie said, you know, if, you're playing at Tyne Castle, we're sitting third, five points clear, and we score after four minutes against Ross County. You're looking to really kick on and probably put four or five past them. So, yeah, I do think it's come at a really good time for Hearts in terms of the winter break being moved earlier. Is that your little one just finding out that John Suter's about to leave? Yeah, can you? Can you <laughs> I don't know why she's, why she's woken up. Um, <laughs> That's, that's quite all right. Mark, um, in terms of attacking reinforcements, you were, you were sharing a bit of news during the week, which it might not have gone the way we'd hoped, but quite an interesting um, quite an interesting transfer story nevertheless. Sayoshi so Ogashiwa. Hearts put a bid in for him on Christmas Day. I don't know where the €800,000 uh, came from. Um, or who it came from. Obviously, it started in, in Japan, the story, and then we were able to, to put um, meat to the bones. The only way it could anyway been anywhere near that was the total package, including wages and, and whatever. Um, but it was probably about half uh, of what was quoted. It was, it was probably in the vicinity of about 325 to 400 grand, British pounds. But ultimately, it looks like Ogoshiwa, according to reports in Japan over the past 24 hours, has decided to stay where he is for now, but has not ruled out. He certainly wants to play in Europe one day, um, but it doesn't look like it will be this this January. So I, th- I think it's it's an interesting thing from, from a Hearts perspective in that they're always looking. It's like VAR is always is always keeping tabs on, on the game. You don't hear from it most of the time, VAR. You don't hear from who Hearts are looking at. I'm sure they would have liked to have done their business quietly, like they did with um, Natty Atkinson. But it came out in Japan, and once it does, we were able to add a little bit more meat to the bone. Um, so Ogashiwa would have been a, a player who probably would have played in and around Liam Boyce. I still think they're looking for a player uh, to replace Nondouillet. He'll be gone if they can find a suitor, and I believe that there are one or two in League One that would be happy to take Armand Nondouillet. So we do need a backup. We're in a situation right now when we don't have our, our, our main striker and we don't really have a replacement. We have forwards, but we don't have a striker. So I would expect Hearts to sign a striker, uh, but the forward will not be Ogashiwa. A player that you mentioned there, Mark, is one that I'll I'll get Ryan to give some thoughts on because we've, we've spoken about him before. We were obviously instrumental in um, this transfer to Heart of Midlothian. Basically, we basically got him the move, let's be honest. <laughs> well, look, if, if it... If it hadn't have been for for you bringing him up in the first place, mm-hmm. and then his name being put to the club, I don't think he would be at the football club. So, I mean, yes. of, of the of the twenty five million in commission that we're getting, unfortunately, it's Turkish lira, which is a couple of quid. Uh, how are we going to spend that? We will sponsor him, won't we? I think that's what we, we agreed. We will do our best to sponsor him. Um, yeah, so Atkinson in, but not Ogashiwa. So, in terms of Narieka, as um, you and Kami called him, yeah. what what can Hearts fans expect? Are you excited about this incoming yeah. right wing back? 
Yeah, I'm very excited. I think he's a, a really good fit for Hearts. I think he's a really good player, first and foremost. Um, he's got the right attitude. He's just got He ticks all the boxes for players that I would want to be coming to Hearts and that I want Hearts to be signing. And yeah, like I said, it, it was one that I threw out there. I think you guys asked the question if there was someone to pick from the A-League, it would be. And, and I've said it numerous times, I think it's a great league to go and cherry pick these players and it just shows you how well Cammy Devlin's gone and um, to put it into context maybe for Hearts fans that are listening if you were to ask anyone in Australia um, you know go back six months who would you take would you take a Devlin or would you take a, a Nadiaka you would have had I would say no disrespect to Cammy he's probably listening but I reckon 80% would take Nadiaka over Devlin and it just shows you how well Devlin's done so not putting too much pressure on um, young Nathaniel but you know he, he comes from Australia with you know really big reps and really big hopes on on him kicking on and doing well and and the hearts have got themselves a very very good player are you are you an Australian putting on on Australian accent <laughs> yeah because there's there's different Australian slangs so it's a little bit more of a a real Aussie yeah, he's a yeah, he's even got a stronger accent than um he's a Tassie I mean, boy, isn't he? Yeah, that's why he looks a little bit funny. They're a little bit strange. <laughs> a little bit funny looking down there in, in Tasmania. Not, wow. I come from Adelaide, which is there's not many places Adelaide can can have a pop at, but Adelaide people can definitely have a pop at Tasmanian, so we're all right. But yeah, he's, he's posh a, he's Aussie, a really like, strong. Like, are you like a no. posh Aussie like like Mark's a posh Scott? Nah. <laughs> no, not at all. But yeah, yeah, even even that he, he has had to leave um Tasmania to to move to Melbourne to to try and get a football career going and, and and get an opportunity and he's he's done it at one of the biggest clubs um in Australia in Melbourne City who have you know all the resources from the city group and and yeah, he's just a, a really, really exciting player and, and he would have looked at obviously how well Cammy's done and, and sort of the publicity he's got from that and he'll be wanting to do the exact same and, you know, as most national teams are, we're less than 12 months away from a World Cup, although Australia's got some difficult games to try and make it, but, you know, that's what he'll be on his on his um, scope is to, to get over here or get over to Scotland, sorry, put in some good performances, get into that national team and, and hopefully get to a World Cup. And um, yeah, I have no doubts that if he's playing week in, week out at Hearts that he'll be in the national team set up before too long. And, and here's the other thing, Laurie. If he is in the Australia squad for the World Cup, assuming McGarrany's pals don't fuck up in qualifying, <laughs> then Hearts would get 70,000, I think, is it Euros? They'd get 70,000 anyway from FIFA for having a player... Um, as part of a national squad. So that pretty much pays the transfer. It just ticks so many boxes. Mm -hmm. And it's it, it's a league, Ryan, that I'm surprised that uh, teams like Hearts and, and other clubs haven't, and they will now, but prior to Cammy Devlin coming over, uh, it's, it's a league that's got a lot of talent, but it's kind of, it's not out of sight, out of mind, because I believe it's on Sky Sports or it's certainly shown in the UK. But the, the value, BT, there you go, the value for money that, that you can get. I mean, if you're, what, what's, 
it could be a wash. You pay seventy grand if that's what it is, and you get seventy grand back if he's if he's in the Australia squad. You're basically getting him for for wages only. What what have you got to lose compared to what you could gain from that? Because you don't have a language issue, as Ryan and many others have shown. There's a hunger to go from there to Hearts or whatever, and Hearts isn't the be all and end all. Hearts is a stepping stone, but you could set your family up for life if you can do well with your A-League club, do well in Scotland, do well down south or or anywhere in Europe. It just appears it's such a win-win. I'm just surprised, Ryan, that, that more clubs haven't been uh, looking in a place that you can get a player for a fraction of what it would cost to get someone from the championship in, in England. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, yeah, I've said it for a long, long time. I, I definitely do think that there's a lot of Aussie players that have come to Scotland and have done well and it I then find it surprising that they've not gone and tried to get more players. And and like you said, there's zero issues and even in terms of cultural changes or no. um, yeah, language barrier. You know, a lot of Aussies, the, the passport can sometimes be an issue because a lot of the players sometimes have to go to, um, if it's the UK and they don't have a European passport, you need to be playing, I think it's 75% of your national team games to get a work permit. So it does... There's like technical issues regarding, you know, if you do have um, your sort of passport status and, and things like that. So it, it does become tricky with certain players. But yeah, like you said, it's there's definitely a, a a lot of players in Australia who have come over to Scotland and done well. And there's a lot of players that are currently playing in Australia who could come over and and definitely do a job. And and you know that you'd get very good performances out of them for relatively cheap money which is is what hearts are doing and yeah it probably comes down a little bit to how well cammy's done as well um in you know since he's arrived that they've looked and seen you know there's cammy he's come over done really well hit the ground running let's see if there's there's any other players available and um yeah they've definitely got a good one in in um, atkinson that's for sure mark do you want to do you want to save moments of 2021 for next week we won't have a game to talk about i know you've got a quiz you're itching to get to yeah that's a good idea it's a good idea let's um let's save them and because i know how excited you two are and i want this to be part of of a bumper final podcast of 2021 and i don't want it kind of as a separate or let's do it next week so yeah we'll do the uh, we'll do the the highlights of of 2021 next week and now we can get to the quiz Contenders ready? Ready. Ready. Wow. 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 That, Laurie, Laurie sounds a lot more nervous. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the McGowan against Dunsar Big Quiz of 2021. What a lovely way to to end this year. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm quite happy just to, to, to take my one win and one draw against Ryan's one win and one draw and, and ride off into the 2021 sunset and leave it to you two. Uh, so here's the quiz. There are 40 points available for each person. Oof. Yes. Nice. 
There's Jesus. a quick fire, quick fire round three, so it's not going to be 40 questions each. Um, Ryan was at Hearts from July 2007 to December 2012, so his questions will be on that period of time. Laurie, just to double check, you began commentating November 2013 through to the present day, correct? Yes. I mean, I, I watched Hearts for quite a few years before that, but yeah. No, I know that. Wise, yeah. I know that, but that crosses over into McGowan and I don't want a kind of crossover period here. Um, there are rules to this special quiz and not too many, but the main rule is the question will be offered to your opponent if you don't know or you get it wrong, but if they get the answer incorrect, having accepted the question, they will lose a point, but that only applies to questions that are not yes, no's, A, B, C, or whatever. Are you happy with this quiz and the preparation for this quiz? And are you ready? Laurie Dunsire. So you only lose a point if you're if you have the option to take the question from someone else. Correct. Right. So I, I ask Ryan the first question. He gets it wrong. Uh, I'm not going to ask after every question, do you want to take it? But you can feel free to jump in and say, okay. it, I'll take that. But if you get it wrong, you lose a point. That's the only way you lose okay. a point is if you steal okay. the question following a wrong answer or a don't know and you get it wrong. Okay. 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 So Happy what's the, that? yeah. Are you going to give the, is there a format for a different, different format for different rounds? Is there? No, this is the first no? two rounds. Round one has 14 points available. Um, round two has 12 points available. And round three is a quick fire it will become clear, but I don't want you cheating, done, sire. So it's the, there will be a time limit which will be explained. <laughs> well, again, there's no proof at all. Okay, are we ready to start? Yes. Who's going first? Okay, Ryan, you're going to go first. Okay. Good luck, Laurie. Good luck, Ryan. Good luck. Let's go. Qu question one: Of the seven Scottish Cup ties you played in for Hearts, Ryan, how many of them did you start? Six. Correct. Oof. Well done. Great start. Question two. Of your five appearances in Europe for Hearts, Ryan, were more of them at home or away? Away. Correct. Three to two. Boom. Two out of two. Ryan, question three. Who made more competitive substitute appearances for Hearts, you or Dylan? This is going to be close, I reckon. I'm going to go... Come on now, I could have found this Dylan. out right now. <laughs> Wrong. The answer was you. 12 to his 10. Super yeah, sub. Be close. Mm. Question for Ryan. Fuck's sake. Language, please. <laughs> sorry, your daughter. <laughs> when you made your debut for Hearts, not competitive, but the first time you played against Kloppenberg in Germany in July 2007, which Portuguese player was in the starting lineup alongside you? Uh. After how are you, Jose? Incorrect. 
Laurie Dunsire, your first opportunity, if you would like, to try and steal. I'm not going to. I think it's someone. No, I'm not going to answer. I think it's someone who was like a random trialist. I, I feel like I might know it, but I'm not going to. I'm not brave okay. enough. Okay. Um, so the, there is no point up for grabs now. Who did you think it was? Uh, no, his name's actually escaped me, um, but I don't think he ever signed for us. Um, oh no! Just tell me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not answering it anyway. Rui Bayao. Ah, who? <laughs> Portuguese midfielder called Rui Bayao. Oh, I've never got that. I don't think I would have got that. I just remembered it was some trialist. A random, never, yeah. It yeah. doesn't get you a point. So two out of four. Question five, Ryan. You were one of six teenagers in the heart starting lineup that day against Kloppenberg. One point each for correctly identifying the other five. Go. Eggert Jonsson. Correct. Don't, can I just name random? Can I keep? Yeah, there were six teenagers. You you were one of them. Um, you get one point for each of the other five. Kostadinov. Uh, Nope. Three more guesses. Uh, teenager. So we've been a couple years old. Uh, off the top of my head. Maddie Park. Correct. Two more guesses. Um, driver. Good shout. Yeah. One more guess. That's three out of five. So there'll be one you won't get, but can you make sure it's only one you don't get? Who was one of the other teenagers in the Hearts starting lineup against Kloppenberg the day you played for Hearts for the first time in 07? Um, I'm going to say... Jamie Mole. Good shout. That's really well done. Four out of five. Now. Who's one I wouldn't look, have got? Well, hold on. Laurie Dunsat. You can mm. get a point here if you want to try and guess who the other teenager in the heart starting line at that day, or do you just want to avoid it? I'll just avoid it. Playing it safe. Okay, Ryan, the answer was Sean Mackle. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say him as well, you know. <laughs> I would have never got that. Four out of five is good, though. That's, that's that's good. So you've got six so far out of nine. Okay, question six. Which former Aston Villa player was on the bench for Hearts in your last game for the club at Kilmarnock in December 2012? Say that again, sorry. Which former Aston Villa player was on the bench for Hearts in your last game for the club at Kilmarnock in December 2012? He previously played for Aston Villa. Who was he? Jesus Christ. Um, Told you they weren't easy. And if you don't get this right, I've got a funny feeling Dunsar would come in and steal because I think he knows this. Right, Ryan, have to hurry. Yeah, yeah, no idea. Oh, no, 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 no. I do, I do, I do. The goalkeeper. Uh, His name is? Uh, oh my god you've now given Laurie pretty much the answer if you don't get this you realise that 
Oh, oh no. How long is he getting? No, nah, that's not fair because I know exactly. <laughs> no, I, I can't think of his name, but I know. Laurie, you want to steal? Peter Enkelman. Ah, fucking <laughs> <laughs> I knew before he said it was a goalkeeper. Okay. Question seven, Ryan. And which player scored the only goal of the game at Rugby Park that day when you last played for Harps? December 2012, Rugby Park. Which player scored the only goal of the game at Rugby Park that day? Um... I, mate, I couldn't even tell you. Laurie, you want to steal? You didn't say who won, did you? Laurie, do you want to steal? <laughs> no, I can't remember. Can't remember. I have a feeling we lost, but uh, I was a bit of a guess. No, Liam, doesn't matter. Liam, Liam Kelly scored the only goal of the game that day. Okay. Question eight, Ryan. Which former teammate, and he was former teammate at the time, did you play against on your final appearance for Hearts at Tynecastle? The final game. So which former teammate did you play against on your final appearance for Hearts at Tynecastle? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. Laurie, do you want to steal? <laughs> no, because I don't even know what the team was. No. The team was Dundee United, and the former teammate was Rudy Scatchel. Oh, is that his last game? Is that mm-hmm. You sh- you should have got yeah. that, Ryan. Sure, you must have remembered your last game. Yeah, but I, I, was, remember no. those, I remember those loads of games in December. <coughs> it was his last game at Tynecastle because he then played at Kilmarnock. Okay. Mm. Rudy that was Scatchel. the one where okay. they um, all shouted Rudy at yeah, 1-3-1 or something. I think we're winning 2 or 3-0, and he started... <laughs> <laughs> Waving to the fans. <laughs> yeah, Question two now, two nine. You started off quickly, but you've um, you've you've had a bump in the road. Question nine, Ryan. Who was the last player to score a competitive goal for Hearts while you were wearing the maroon jersey? Sorry, say that again. Who was the last player to score a competitive goal for Hearts while you were wearing the maroon jersey? So think about the two previous questions. One, you got beat 1-0. The other one, you won. So who was the last player to score a competitive goal for Hearts while you were wearing the maroon jersey? So that would probably be... Well, you know the game. It was a Dundee United game. Uh, I think who scored then. I'm going to have to hurry you. Mm. That's what you say, Laurie, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Ryan Stevenson. Ah, shout that is, Gowser. What a shout that is. Outstanding. He scored two, didn't he? Or one? I think he got both. I think he got both. I knew that one. You, you had to get that one. I would have been robbing that good, one. Good shout. Final question of round one for McGowan. Which current Manchester City player joined Spurs along with a former Gretna player who you came up against on your competitive debut for Hearts? 
Which current Manchester City player joined Spurs along with a former Gretna player who you played against on your competitive debut for Hearts? What a question that is. Great question. Uh, um, no idea. Laurie, you want to steal? I know who it is, and I just can't remember his name. He's a fullback, and he starts with a K. His first name is like... But listen uh, to the question. Which current Manchester City player... Oh, wait. Okay. Sorry, I, I wasn't listening current, properly. Which current Manchester City player joined Spurs along with the former Gretna player who Ryan came up against on his competitive debut for Hearts? Oh, um... Kyle Walker. Correct. Oh. Good stealing. Know. Good stealing. Kyle Walker and Kyle Norton. Ah, the, uh, see, I would I was trying to remember Kyle Norton. It's lucky you, you explained the question properly because that's what I was trying to think. Yeah, it was a good question, but it take, it takes a bit of explaining. So yeah, Kyle Walker's the player because Kyle Norton um played for Gretna, went on to Sheffield United and then to Spurs. both fullbacks, weren't they? Both fullbacks, yep. So at the end of round one, Ryan McGowan, seven out of 14. And Laurie Dunsar, two points by way of steals. Good. Yeah, so, two. Because I got Kyle he Walker. Two. He got Kyle Walker and he got um, Peter Enkelman. Oh, fuck's sake. You can steal here. <laughs> Enough. Okay. okay. Laurie Dunsar, 14 points available for you as well. Same format. Question one. First of all, let me ensure that it was Aberdeen away was your first Hearts commentary, correct? It was, yes. November 2013, Aberdeen Hearts. Which player scored the opening goal in your first official Hearts commentary in November 2013? Now again. Correct. Question two. Who scored the winner... When Hearts finally won a league game at Tynecastle after you took over as Hearts commentator. Oh, he's got the winner. Who scored the winner when Hearts finally won a league game at Tynecastle after you took over as Hearts commentator in November? It was St. Mirren. It was St. Mirren who scored. It's either Hamill or Patterson. Um, Patterson. Okay, wrong. I would not say it's either X or Y because when the steal comes in, Ryan McGowan, if you were listening, you'll get the answer <laughs> right. Do you want? Do you want oh, to God. steal? You need to repeat the question there. So weren't listening. No, no steal. Who scored the winner when Hearts finally won a league game at home after Laurie took over as Hearts commentator? And he actually gave the answer. But if you weren't listening, then tough. Uh. Now, bear in mind, if you get this wrong, you lose a point, Ryan. If you go for it. I'm going <laughs> to go for it. McGee. <laughs> and a point off. He oh, mentioned that was... it. He said it, he said it was either Hamill or Patterson. He went Patterson. Actually, and he was uh, wrong. I handed that to you there, Ryan. He did, and you weren't I even did. listening, see? I just thought you both were. I thought it was. Ah, 
Jamie Hamill, penalty against St Mirren, 29th of January 2014. What a turnaround that is. Wow. Question three. Name the This is your, your point for each, and it's worth five points. Name the last five players who scored for Hearts at the end of season 13-14. Um, end of season 13-14. Uh, so they beat Kilmarnock. 5-0 at home, and then I think it was 1-1 away at St Mirren. Um, so, let's see. Brian Stevenson. Correct. Um, Callum Patterson. Correct. So, Ryan got a hat-trick against Killy. Callum yep. got one against Killy and one versus Partick. Yep. Um, Billy King. Good. Against Kilmarnock. Three so out of three. Three. Oh, God. Um... Uh, Hamill? Nope. One more guess. Ryan, you can steal if you would like. You've got to have at least one chance to steal. Uh, Dale Carrick? Did he get one against Samarin? Is that a question or an answer? Sorry, just go Dale Carrick, yeah. Correct. Four out of five. Very good. Now, Ryan, if you don't get it right and you steal... You lose another point. Name the last five players who scored for Hearts at the end of season 13-14. We've already got Ryan Stevenson, Billy King, Callum Patterson, and Dale Carrick. I'm just going to leave it. Okay. It was Danny Wilson against Partick was the other one. Four is very good. Question four. Hearts' final game, their final league game of the 13-14 season was at St. Mirren when Dale Carrick scored in a one-all draw. But did it kick off at 12.15 or 3 o'clock on the Saturday? <sighs> and you cannot steal this, Ryan. 12.15 or 3 o'clock? Hart's final game of the season of 13-14. Was it an early kickoff or a normal kickoff? I think it was an early kickoff because it was last game and there was something at stake with the all kicking off. I think they all kicked off early. You asking or telling? Uh, well, I've gone with it. Just go with that. Early? Yes. Correct. Oof. Question five. That's Hearts began... Enough. Hearts began their championship campaign in 2014-15 with a late Osmond Soul winner against Rangers at Ibrox. But which team provided the opposition in the first round of the Petrofac Training Cup a fortnight earlier? Uh, and an athletic. Very good. 3-1 win. Correct. Okay. I get a bonus point for the score. Six. No. Question six. <laughs> Which Hearts player opened the scoring in that game against Annan? It's the only goal I can remember for the game, so I'm going to go with Osmond. So. <laughs> Wrong. Ryan, would you like to try and steal? No. Okay, the answer was Billy King. Ah. Question seven. Who was the referee in charge of the first Edinburgh Derby in the Championship in 2014? <laughs> the ref... Uh, um, remember the game. Uh, uh, I don't know. John Beaton. I'd be absolutely guessing. Ryan, do you want to try and steal? I think I know this, yeah. Oh, <laughs> welcome back. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Who was the referee in charge of the first Edinburgh Derby and the championship in 2014? Uh, Willie Cole. Yes! Goes no. over the steel. Goes over one. the steel. That is a good I remember him giving the penalty and he runs, he points, he does that stupid way, he points off and shakes his head as he's running away. Like, of course it's a penalty. That's that's oh. very good. I'm impressed Gozer's, with that. Gozer's back in the that. game. Love it. Love it. Well, Question eight. Edinburgh Derby knowledge. So you do have you one. do you'd be my phone a friend for Edinburgh Derby mm-hmm. after Robbo. Question eight. Against which team, Laurie, did Hearts drop their first points of the championship campaign in 2014-15? Dumbarton. Good. No, no. score? No, no, away from home. Yeah. Question nine. Which Hearts player opened the scoring in four consecutive championship games in December 2014? Uh, December? Um, Four championship games. Oh. Keatings? That is a brilliant, brilliant shout. Correct. I think I was okay. kind of helped by the fact that there was a clip of him scoring the only goal of the game against Livy that month, not too long ago, on the Hearts page. Okay, yeah. question 10. It's only worth one point. I just need a number. How many different nationalities of goal scorers when Hearts beat Cowden Beef 10 0 at the end of February 2015? How many different in total? Um, how many different nationalities of goal scorers? I don't need them. I don't need how many they scored. I just need you to tell me how many different nationalities of goal scorers were there when Hearts beat Cowden Beath 10 0. So, say if I got a hat trick, that's one. It was obviously Scottish, Nicholson Walker, Gomez, three. Um, Alim. So, what's that for? Five? Shout that is yes, ah. cheating bastard. Nice. You're 100% cheating there. How I remember the goal scorers, cheat 11 0 in that round. Good, okay. No, I got one, I got one, but he, but he got a point, yeah. But he got a point taken off, remember? Oh, shit, so he did. Jamie Hamill, he, he wasn't listening, so uh, that was a two point swing. So Dunsar 11, McGowan 0. So after round one, the scoreline is as follows. Ryan McGowan with seven points and Laurie Dunsar with 13. Okay? Okay. Still still open. (laughs) Round two. Ryan, would you like to start? Or would you like Laurie to start? Uh, I need to try and put some pressure on. I'll start. Okay. 12 points available in this one. Changing tact. Which teammate provided the cross for you to score for Air United in the two-all draw against Dundee at Somerset Park in October 2009? Uh, Ryan Boris? Oh, a shout, McGowan. You were 2-0 down in that game. Yeah, you Lee Griffiths back. scored. He did. Good shout, um, Ryan Boris. Mm-hmm. Question two. In January 2010, when you extended your loan spell with Air United, which other Hearts youngster also extended his loan spell, but with a third division team in Scotland? 
Um, no idea. Um, Laurie, you want to steal? Um, repeat the yeah. question. So in January, <laughs> January 2010, Ryan extended his loan spell with Air, but another Hearts youngster at that time also extended his loan spell away from Hearts, but he went to a third division team at the time. Who was it? Do you want to steal? No. The answer is Johnny Brown. Ryan. Ah, mm. I would never have got that one. We're breaking. Livy, who were in the third division at the time. Oh. Question three. That's a good question. Love this question. Oh, no. Three. <laughs> hey. Three Liverpool players who started against Hearts in the second leg at Anfield, when McGowan gave the ball away, are still contracted to English Premier League teams. A point for each one, Ryan. Jesus Christ. Um, Sterling? Nope. He was on the bench. He did not start. Oh, get. I'm saying... (laughs) Two more guesses. So three of them in the opposition starting 11 still contracted to English Premier League teams. Um, this is where Laurie can edit out the silence. Yeah, no, I'm s- proper struggling here. I just want to ex- exaggerate or just show how long Ryan's getting to answer his <laughs> questions. <laughs> well, you don't need it because you're just straight off the off the bat, back of the net. I'll be intrigued to see if you want to, because you're guaranteed to be able to steal here if you want, because he's got one wrong. Think of uh, it right now, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm just really struggling. I can't. None. Couldn't even guess. Yeah. Okay, Laurie, you've got th- you've got one chance to steal, but you've got three chances to get it right. What? There's three players available, so it's not like there's only one answer here. There's three potential answers, but you, if you want to steal, all you need to know is one of them to get a point. So I can just. So how does that work if I just if I so I can have three attempts? Is that what you're saying? No, no. As soon one. as you get as soon as you yeah. get one wrong, yeah. You're out. You, you, no, I just need I just need you get a point. There's three points up for grabs here. So okay. if you want if you want to guess all three and get them all three, you get three points. But if you only want to guess one, if you know one, you you'll get that point. It's up to you how greedy you want to get here. If you know how many of the Liverpool players in opposition that started against Hearts in the second leg at Anfield are still contracted to English Premier League teams. So do you want to steal first of all? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to be really boring and say no because I okay. can't say any for certain off the top of my head. Okay. Here's the answers. Jordan Henderson. Oh, God. stupid idiot, Ryan. Here we go. Ah. John Joe Shelby, who's now at Newcastle. He started in that game. Might and that. Martin Kelly who's now at Palace, uh, hasn't played yet this season, but is still contracted to Crystal Palace. So, no point. We should have got, we should have got Henderson. Should have got Can't believe neither of us got that. That's pretty pointing. That's, that's 20 that's points each taken off. <laughs> okay, question four, Ryan. Which player opened the scoring for Australia against Scotland at Easter Road in August 2012, shortly before you came off the bench to make your debut for Oz? Uh, Bresciano. Correct. Good shot. Question five. 
Who provided the opposition when your brother Dylan came on for Callum Patterson with 20 minutes remaining of a friendly in July 2012, which meant you and him played together for Hearts for the very first time? Which team provided the opposition when Dylan came on for Callum Patterson after 70 minutes of a friendly in July 2012, marking the first time ever that you and Dylan had played together for Hearts? Thought you would get this. Preseason friendly July 2012. Clock is ticking. Slowly. Slowly. I'm trying to think of who it could be. I'm going to go. Surely that's that's something in your family that you'd be very proud of and you mention every day, but clearly not. Falkirk? (gasps) Wrong. Now, do you want to steal, Dunsire? I'm going to try. I think I know it because I remember remember John McGlynn playing Ryan as a number 10 and I've I've mocked him for this a few times and Callum Patterson played for the first time for Hearts and scored in this game and I was there behind the goal I think it was also Laurie Ellis's testimonial um, Wraith Rovers yep Hearts won 3-0 surprised you didn't get that Gozo you remember the game yeah I remember I set up the first goal okay it was a great through ball you, you remember your assist you just can't remember your brother playing well you'll need to re- you'll need to remember a bit more about the game because question six if you add the squad numbers together of your jersey and Dylan's jersey that day, what's the combined total? Oh my god, I was I was ten. Um, Dylan would have been. I don't know. It's just a guess. I'd go twenty-four. Is wrong. Do you wish to steal Dunsire? No. <laughs> okay. Accord- Stop it. According to London Hearts, the answer is 23. Ryan, you wore the number four. Dylan wore the number 19. Against Ray Rovers. In the preseason friendly. I thought you gave him oh. a. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he had him like wearing number ten. Yeah, like, I'm literally sure was... I was number ten that game. Oh, so the inquiry. Okay, the way that they do it, the way that they do it is the not. Oh, so it's number and then squad number. So they wore numbers on the back that day. Is that how London Hearts do it, Laurie? Yeah, it should show two. It should show like um, positional number and then also their numbers. Did not have both. On the thing? Yeah, it does, so, but it doesn't have the sub. It has Dylan as sub-03. So, so... Mm, might have to avoid that one. I think we give Ryan the point, because there's no way of checking. Yeah, I have to get the point. I think we have to give him the point, because... The quiz, yeah, okay, correct. Well done, Ryan. <laughs> Question. Oh, if this, if this gets decided by one... Then we can have a... Stu- yeah. <laughs> Then, then we can go back and revisit. I knew we weren't getting through this without any drama. Question number seven of round two for Ryan. Who was the opposition manager when you and Dylan started together for Hearts for the first time, a friendly in July 2012? 
So it was the same preseason, and it was the game after Wraith Rovers in the midweek. But who was the manager of the opposition when you and Dylan started together for Hearts for the first time? Um, so that would have been against Peter Houston? Stephen Presley. Fuck off. Would have never got that. Question eight. Apologies for no steel being available there. What's, I mean, what's I get, happening? You're giving them points. I don't get the chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying Would to make it closer. Uh, wouldn't have done it. Told I'll me be that. honest, I wasn't no. listening. But. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight. Against which team did Hearts face when you and Dylan started a competitive game together in Maroon for the first time? Oh. Started. I want to say that would have been St. Mirren. Oh, what a shout that is. Correct. Yeah. Great shout. It was the, well done. the game that was after needed to sell it out. Remember? They thought it could be the last game. Yeah. That's a great shout. The, yeah, that was the first home game since, what, the Ross County game. Okay, question nine. This this answer surprised me. How many times did you and Dylan start together for Hearts in a competitive match? Uh, well, not many. Um, six. Wrong. Laurie, you want to steal? <laughs> no. The answer was four. Hmm. Final question in round... Two for Ryan. The only time that you and Dylan started a competitive game for Hearts together that was not at Tynecastle because you played against St Mirren, Celtic and Dundee United together competitively. You played once away from home competitively together. At which stadium? So you played together four times. You started together four times competitively, three times at Tynecastle, St. Mirren, Celtic, and Dundee United. But you played once together competitively away from home for Hearts. At which stadium? And time is of the essence. Motherwell? Stadium being? Fair Park. Correct. Well done. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five. You got there and Laurie got one. Okay. Oh, good old five one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Laurie, round two for you. There were some hard questions there. They're good questions. Though. So the score total right now is Laurie 14, Ryan 12. So you need to get in your stealing games here. Mm-hmm. Is this is only two rounds, is it? Or? Yep, and then a quick fire, which will become pretty okay. clear okay. Um, at, at the end. So 14-12 done, sir. Question one, round two, 12 points again available for Laurie. After winning the championship in 14-15, who did Hearts beat in their first competitive fixture of the following season? I was going to say, I was going to say the wrong team there because I was going to say... St. Johnston, but it would have been a cup game. Um, first competitive. Oh, shit. Uh, 
You were the one earlier complaining about Ryan taking too long. Sorry, yeah. this is terrible. I can only remember one of the games, so I'm just going to have to say our both. I can't remember the other teams in the League Cup. Okay. So you need to remember, correct? What's that one? Do you know something funny? We lost. Um, <laughs> we lost. We lost our audio completely at one point. So in the highlights of the goals, uh, I think one of the it's like the second heart's goal. All you hear is Phil dialing. So it's the cross, <laughs> the cross is coming in. All here's dee do 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 dee. Some things never change. Eh? No, right? Um, I take it you weren't out for as long as seventeen minutes in that game, were you? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So. Question two. Who scored Hart's final goal of season 2015-16? Final goal. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Um, that's a good question. Final goal. Uh, I'm going to go with Dowda because it's the last one I remember. Pataudry. Wrong. Ryan, do you wish uh, to steal? No. The answer was Joe O'Shaughnessy. It was an own goal in a two-all draw at St. Johnston on the final day. Arnaud Zoom also scored uh, for half. I couldn't remember the last game. It was the away, that was the game after, wasn't it? The Aberdeen one. Yeah, two all. Question three. In addition to Hearts, Celtic, and Rangers, which other three teams made up the top six in the top flight in 2015-16? And I need. Wait, say that again? Hearts, Celtic, and Rangers were all in the top six in 2015-16, along with which no, three other clubs? Rangers weren't in the top flight that season. 2015-16? No, they were still in the championship because they didn't go up the season before. Because mm. we finished third and Aberdeen finished second. That's what I meant. <laughs> you, you sure? Um, kind of. I can confidently say that part. I can't confidently say the top six. Uh, Sorry. In addition to Celtic, Aberdeen and Hearts, which other three teams made up the top six? Right. Um, No Hibs either. Uh, St. Johnston. Did I just give... um, St. Johnston. Who else was good? That's Motherwell. Correct. Oh, Christ. St. Johnston, Motherwell. Oh, I can't even. I'm going to have to. Um, this is terrible. Taking ages. Uh, uh, who else is on the top flight? I don't know. Park Thistle? Wrong. So you got a chance to steal for oh. a point. Because uh, Laurie got That's two terrible. points. That's terrible. Ryan, do you, wish, do you wish to steal and attempt the other team in the top flight, top six in 2015-16, along with Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, St. Johnston and Motherwell? Uh, no, pass because um, okay. it. it was a random team because it was United, yeah. Rangers, and everyone was down. Ross County was the answer. Oh, did they get top six? They did. Question four Barcelona won the inaugural UEFA Youth League in 2013 14. Which player 
who started for them in the final against Benfica, joined Hearts in January 2017. What a question that is. Barcelona won the UEFA Youth League in 13-14. Which player who started for them in that final against Benfica joined Hearts in January 2017? I'm going to go with Chule. That's right? a brilliant show. It is. That is magnificent. <laughs> Mohammed El Uriach. Terrible. Terrible. He was, well. but he got you a point, which is he did. Would you would you have got that, Ryan? If you'd um if, if Ryan had got that wrong, if no. Laurie got that wrong? Okay. No, no chance. Question five. Mallory Martin. <sighs> His first competitive <laughs> goal for hearts was scored against which side? Um first competitive. First competitive. Uh, let's go with Wraith Rovers in the Cup. Correct, from the spot in a 4-2 Scottish Cup replay win in January 2017. Question six. Eight players scored their first competitive goals for Hearts in 2017-18, but name the French player who was one of those eight players. 2017-18, eight players scored their first competitive. But only one of them was French. Who was it? Only one of them, 2017-18. Oh, come on. Um, so that was Cathro at the start of the season. This clock Craig is Levine. ticking. Craig Levine after it. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. And is he, is he completely French? Don't, don't ask questions. I'm the one that does that. Who was the, the French limit, player? He scored his... Wait, eight, is it the same eight, answer? Eight... Is it, Eight players scored their first competitive oh, no, goals Thomas for Hearts in 2017-18. Um, Name the French player. Wrong. No. Ryan, do you wish to steal? Fuck. Um, that the boy that went Malinko. Uh, oh, Gauza steals. Needed that one. Son. Wait. That. I, put, I was going to say, but I listened, that's why I said, is he purely French? Because I always said he was Serbian. He classes Don't. himself as Serbian. French. He's Question French born, seven. He classes himself as Serbian. I don't give a damn. He's French. He was born there. Question when I, seven. When Shut I said up. purely French, Which hearts clarify. Dis- hey, disputing? I don't know. I'm, I've got the answers here. You should have said French born. French no. born. No. He's declared for Serbia. Wrong. Gauzer, steal. Well done, son. Question seven. Oh, Which hearts player? Made the most competitive appearances during season 2018-2019. Wait, what? Wait, Which Hearts player made the most competitive? It's you. It's your. Oh, I thought, you, I, thought got... you said, I thought you said Miami. Which Hearts player made the most competitive appearances for the club during season 2018-2019? 2018-19. Um, Happy New Year, everyone! Because I think we've already gone into the new year from when um, this started and the time it's taken these two. 2018 19, most appearances. Uh, Come on, it, it doesn't take this long to cheat, supposedly. I don't know, Bobby's Lomal. I can't think of it. Ryan. Oh, do I get up. to guess as well? If you I, want to steal. But you get it, if you get it wrong, then I get a lose a point. There. Uh, no, I'm just going to leave that one there. <laughs> the answer was Ollie Lee. Uh, 
Question eight. Three to go. Hearts went to St Mirren in the final game before the pandemic forced the cancellation of the remainder of the season. But who was the last player to score for Hearts that season before it was shut down? Connor Washington. That's a good shout. Very good shout. Question nine. How many different scorers in competitive games, so League, League Cup or Scottish Cup, did Hearts have last season? Last season? Mm-hmm. Um, can, uh, uh, it's going to be quite a few, I'd imagine. So nine? Ryan, steel or no steel? Uh, no steel. I have no idea. Okay, but it was 19. Oh, way out, way out. Goodness me, 19 different scorers. Ah, wow. I wouldn't... Question 10 Who was the only Hearts player sent off in a competitive fixture last season? Um, Haring. Good, very good. Correct. I don't know, I'm shouting like I, I can't rank out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the score at the end of that round was one, two, three, four, five, five, one, six, one, seven, one to Laurie Dunsire. So the score is 21 13 to Laurie Dunsire ahead of the final round. Ahead of the final round. There are 14 points available. You have 30 seconds. There's no time for cheating. Round three, Laurie, you start. Your first commentary for the official Hearts website was at Pataudry against Aberdeen on 9th of November 2013. You get one point for each member of the Hearts starting 11 that day, plus the three subs who came on. Your time starts now. Go. Uh, Jamie Walker, uh, <clears throat> Jamie McDonald, Jamie Hamill, Kevin McHattie, Dylan McGowan, um, Danny Wilson, Ryan Stevenson, uh, Billy King um, fuck who played in midfield uh, <laughs> shit else it Scott Robinson maybe mm-hmm. um, uh, subs uh, sh- who came on you said uh, oh shit two okay. seconds one second uh, zero I've run, out. I've run out I made that seven it might be eight six you what? made it six? <laughs> no, it's Wait, go back to it. I got I got McDonald, I got um Walker, Jamie Hamill, Dylan McGowan, Danny Wilson, I said Ryan Stevenson, I said Callum Patterson. Scott Robinson, was that right or not? I don't know if Scott Robinson was Robinson right. Robinson was right, yeah. So six or seven eight? you got. I'm gonna That's eight, I just said. Seven. Seven or eight. Hmm. McDonald, McGee, McHattie, Dylan McGowan, Hamill, oh, I said Wilson, McHattie as well. I've got. Bolt, I, I think I got tapping, nine. Robinson, David Smith, Stevenson, Patterson, Walker, Billy King. Tapping David Smith and Billy King were the three that came on. Wait, is that not nine? I got seven. Um, I'll give you eight. We'll, we'll meet. I think it was eight. <laughs> I think it was eight. So that takes you to twenty-nine. Ryan, you need help. Your yes. time starts at the end of this question. Your first competitive start for Hearts was against Rangers at Ibrox on the 7th of May 2011. Can you name the Jam Tarts starting 11 that day, plus the three subs who came on, one point from each? Go. 
Kello Wallace uh, Zaleucus Webster Black Johnson, mm. Abua, Driver. Time up. You only got three correct. Fuck off. <laughs> Jamie McDonald, not Kello and Goal. Craig Thompson, yourself, Palosuelos, Obua, Johnson, Black, Mrovietz, Barr came on as a sub, Stevenson, Scatchell, Robinson came on as a sub, Templeton, and Elliot. Okay. That's the quiz done. Final score. Laurie Dunsire, 29. Ryan McGowan, 16. 29 out of 40 is pretty yeah, good. That's pretty impressive. For, for Laurie. Well done, son. 16 out of 40 in games that you were playing in isn't quite as good, Ryan but McGowan. But thank, they were very some, hard questions. Some of his questions were pretty like... They were, they were tough. Um, yeah, they were, they were... Thank you for taking part, gentlemen. And yeah, Happy New Year. Quiz. You're welcome. Thanks, happy Mark. New Year. That, that was good. I, and apologies to Mrs. Donaldson and my daughter, who I didn't really see on Christmas Day because um, I didn't want to watch Peppa Pig or any of that nonsense that they were watching. So I thought, I'll pretend I'm working, and I did the quiz instead. So there you go. <laughs> it's important work. Uh, it was important. It was enjoyable. Made I just hope, it's, I hope it, speeded, it sped up a little bit when, once you edit it. And um, and we can we can make it a bit punchy with some uh, some music and everything and all sorts. But well done, Laurie Dunsar, quiz champion over Ryan McCabe. Well done. Well done, Laurie. You. Very, there's your knowledge of the of hearts is second to none. It's very impressive. I, I do feel like um, some of your questions were a bit tricky, but there yes. we go. Thanks for making me oh. feel better. Well, thank you for that, Mark. That was an enjoyable way to end, to end the year, to end the episode. I'm just very relieved because I feel... I feel there's more pressure on me because I commentate on most of these games and have to like write notes for Ryan's playing. It's kind of like asking me and Ryan to go up against one-on-one in football, yeah. and, and, I, and I know I know who would win that. Probably you. <laughs> <laughs> could also win that. It's I tough though, isn't it? We'd be talking about friendlies against Rafe Rovers and Falkirk and. Well, yes, come on! It was the, it was the first time. It, it was the first time that you and your brother ever appeared in the same hearts. Line up together. I would think that that would mean something to you, and you would remember. Uh, yeah, it, the friendlies. Though we'd have played in like friendlies before. Even the one th- before my first competitive game in Germany against that team. I couldn't remember that. Probably had the <laughs> yo-yo test in the morning, and I was thinking, "Oh, I would rather miss this one." The yo-yo <laughs> test being the the old-fashioned what do you call it? Beep test or bleep test or whatever it is. Oh, is that what you call it? The yo-yo test. Is that what yeah. they call it? In, is that what I remember. I remember once. Uh, yeah, I remember once in the preseason we played. I think it was under McGlynn. We were playing Cowden Beath at night, and we came in and we did a, a full-on like testing, like a real, real hard two-hour running session, um, and then we had to go play Cowden Beath at night. And um, John McGlynn was like, nobody says anything to the press or the papers that we have to train in the morning because all these guys were out working and, you know, doing like, because they were a part-time team at the, at the time. 
Um, so he was wanting to get like the young players a taste of what it would be if you know how lucky we were to be at a full time club, etc. We went to play out in Beef and we're speaking to a few of the boys before the game, and we're like, oh, you know, how, like how he's getting on, how's preseason going? And they're like, oh yeah, it's good. Most of us have had the day off today because we've got a big game against Hearts. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of our work's given us a day off so we can fully focus for the game. And we're all thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that'd be great. We'll stand there heavy-legged because we just had the yo-yo test and the four running session. I think we got beat as well. You got beat? So that was a good... I'm pretty sure we lost 1-0, I think. It's even worse than getting beat 29-16 yeah. by me. Yes. Yeah, well, that, that is a low. <laughs> hey, 16 away goals, guys, there. I mean, that's yes. a good chance for the second leg. Yes. Yeah, I'll get him in the, I'll get him in the return leg. <laughs> The heat of Kuwait, yeah. I don't know if you'll be able to handle that. Oh, exactly. exactly. Definitely won't. No, enjoyable. Enjoyable. Thank you for that, Mark. Yep. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, and, Ryan. And, but by the way, I have to say, Laurie, um, the effort and the, the work that goes into putting a quiz together for Ryan and I, I now know how, <laughs> how long it takes. It, it's not quick if you're going to do it properly. So uh, it, make, it made me appreciate your... Uh, your involvement in this podcast um, a little bit more than maybe we do at times. So thank you. Oh, that's very kind. We're, there's a lot of too much back slap the slapping and yeah, yeah, we'll need to get back each other's throats next time. We we'll disagree mm-hmm. about something, but yeah. thank you, uh, thank you both for joining me. Thank you everyone for tuning in uh, to the podcast for this episode and for the whole of 2021. We will be back next week in 2022 to discuss all things hearts and plenty more podcasts, plenty more guests, plenty more quizzes, I'm sure, to come in the new year. But until then, uh, enjoy the festivities when they come. Have a happy new year and we'll see you all in 2022.